If you're a Disney Plus subscriber and you're watching The Mandalorian, Jack and I have a podcast for you. Every week, we'll discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian and talk about other great content and maybe some not-so-great content on Disney Plus as well. As two lifelong Star Wars fans, we have a ton of fun geeking out over all the little details of the show, and we want you to join us every Monday. So search for Disney Plus Reviews. That's Disney P-L-U-S Reviews. Hey, Phil, how about that, Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda says, what's the podcast? Back, film and pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, psyching out mm-hmm. my co-host here, Drew Douglas. You sounded smug. You were thinking that I was going to do a like a really high-pitched welcome back, and then I decided to dial it back. I don't know what to expect at this point. <laughs> you know, you just do whatever you want at this point because you're no longer screaming. I don't... Is that forever? Or um, do you think one day you're just going to bring it back and try to surprise me? Uh, So far, we've gotten several emails from listeners saying that their eardrums have been saved over the last few recordings. So we may keep that going. Save more eardrums. (laughs) Hashtag save more eardrums. (laughs) So this episode is going to be a unique chat cast where we talk about a grab bag of different things. Uh, happening for the second week in February 2022, which sounds weird saying both 2022 and February. Both of those seem kind of way too distant. It's almost like I'm talking about a futuristic movie. But to start things off, I think we're going to dive into the Rotten Tomatoes game. Drew, what is Rotten Tomatoes game for listeners if no one's listened to us for before which shame on you but yeah. what, what is the game uh well we just we guess what a movie's gonna get on rotten tomatoes whoever gets the closest up or down wins and we're we're playing for the first half of the year and currently i'm up three points to one the only one you've gotten so far i had to look this up Do you remember which one you got right uh, you know i've got the current list but apparently, I was so upset, I deleted the old list, and I, I honestly do not have it. So I can't tell you which one I got right. You got Scream 5. Uh, wow. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it, basically, we both split it, and I was 8 off, you were 7 off. <sighs> so that's kind of wild. That gave you your, your single point of the <laughs> season so far. Uh, this past weekend, we had two movies come out, Moonfall and Jackass Forever. For Moonfall, I said 32%. You said 15%. Right now, it's currently 39% with Ooh. 141 re- reviews. We're going to say it's a little too early to call. We got about 93% reporting in at this point. We're going we're gonna to let two weeks officially go by before we call it. But I'm probably going to get that one unless something absolutely insane happens. Not only that one, but also Jackass. A jackass. I had 69, you had 55. And um, so far, the critics are just eating this up. 85% with 111 reviews. There's Stunned. really no there's really no chance in, in Heckfire that you're going to get that point. Yeah. So by the weekend's end, when this two weeks is up and we officially call it, I'm going to be up five to one. 
And the thing is, tying in the points and Jackass, the movie, the loser is forced to perform a stunt at the hands of the winner. No, no, and- no, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. We didn't do any any real prize other than bragging rights. But g- good news for you. We have one, two, three, four, five movies still to go in the month of February. And there's two movies, movies that we forgot. We forgot to pick. We didn't do Dog or uh, uh, Uncharted, which we will do in just a little bit. So you're going to have a lot of time to come back. Let's hope um, so. I need it. You do need it. Now, the two movies that came out this weekend, Moonfall, Jackass, Forever, I... I was too busy. I didn't go see them. Um, but let's start with Moonfall. Is it as bad as what I hear? Because I've heard it's terrible, but I've also heard it, that's kind of what makes it fun. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. And I'm also a sucker for disaster movies. And I was thinking about this earlier today. And we were texting about this in terms of disaster films. I've been kind of a sucker for these types of movies because I remember back in the day, one of the first movie going experiences, like an event movie was going to see independence day with my family. And I also have the bad memory of holding my bladder until I was about to blow during that movie. (laughs) Like I almost went in a cup because I could not grief. Yeah. It was bad. I remember that. Do you, and this is completely random, do you consider blowing um, going number one or number two? Because I always associate a blow as a number two. But right now you're, oh, it's both for you. It can be. Now I'm not talking about like, this is going to sound very jackass. So (laughs) plug your ears if you don't want to hear this. It could turn into like diarrhea style if that's really bad. But yeah. Now in this case, it was number one. Um, I didn't need to go to, but typically I would say, yeah, blow is like number two for sure. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So back to moonfall. (laughs) Yes. Um, so with that being the case, I have, I I ended up going into this movie already wanting a chunk of cinematic piece of the disaster pie. And I got that. I will say you don't get as much destruction as what you would typically expect out of a Roland Emmerich film. Okay. That's what I was going to ask because mm -hmm. in one of the previews recently, I finally saw it. It led me to believe that it wasn't um, a typical disaster film and that something might be causing this. Um, It's not. Yeah. We'll sound the alarms, maybe spoiler warnings. I don't really want to know. I'll say semi-spoilers. Yeah. I'm going to assume that there's some sort of like alien or artificial intelligence causing this. So I wondered, is this, how much of a disaster flick is this? I'll describe it as this. It is a mix between uh, Roland Emmerich did Independence Day. So we'll throw an Independence, it's a mix of Independence Day, uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. I thought it was an interesting, yeah, I thought that was an interesting comparison before I heard that going into the film. But it Kubrick's makes more spinning in his grave right now. I guarantee yeah, yeah. you that. Yes. Um, but that does come into play. And then also I have to throw on Prometheus. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's a mixed bag of those three films, but it leans heavier in terms of <laughs> the Roland Emmerich style. But there's you you have less destruction. I mean, you see it, but it's it feels like it's less than what you normally get with a Roland Emmerich film. 
And there's not as much on the moon as what I was expecting. So it's more earthbound and spacebound, but I don't want to give too much away without, you know, I now have to dip into spoilers. But the other thing is, the actors give it their all. I enjoyed seeing how Halle Berry cannot believe what she's 55 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson also looks awesome at his age. But is, I have he, to, uh, is he shirtless at all? You want me to say? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Is he? <laughs> okay. He uh, is not, but he's oh. pantsless. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you don't really see anything. Like, I will he's say. He's going bare butt or he's got like underwear on. Uh, he's got underwear on. Oh, okay. But I will say my favorite was the conspiracy theory uh, actor played by John Bradley, who is known for his role in Game of Thrones. So mm-hmm. wasn't that originally going to be Josh Gad? I could see that. Uh, I, I honestly think it was. And I think he dropped out for whatever reason. So they got a guy that looked almost identical. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, sorry, I can't do it. Um, but that we'll, we'll get this guy and pay him like literally 75% less. <laughs> yeah. It was an enjoyable movie. I heard from a college friend who he appreciated for what it was worth. He had a good time. Um, but I've heard that it's gotten ripped. It's exactly what you expect going in. So if that's is, your cup of it tea, it is what it is. It's a tank yeah. fest at the box office, though. It's terrible. It got half of what Jackass did. <laughs> half sorry. with 10 I'm million. Sorry. I keep coughing and it's like I'm taking little hits from a vaporizer and I promise you I'm not. It's got <laughs> something in my throat. Moonfall, $9.9 million. That's uh, like what happened? I don't know what happened. On the budget of close to what, $140 million? Goodness gracious. And that's like a bunch of, I think, overseas companies coming together because I think didn't Lionsgate release this? This isn't some massive studio. Film. Yeah, and I mean, it was primarily funded from my understanding from uh, Chinese investors mm-hmm. who Emmerich went to. So I'm wondering if this is going to play well in, in China, if that's the case, but I yeah. don't know. You better um, hope. I mean, they better hope so. Otherwise this is a colossal <sighs> moonfall. Um, did you have uh, anything else on moonfall? I will say that I did not like it quite as much as 2012. I really, really liked 2012 just oh. for it being an epic disaster film. But uh, Moonfall, I'd say worth seeing if you want to see a disaster movie. But going with lower expectations. And you should have fun. Now, Jackass Forever is, is it is what another movie that you could argue it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, out of curiosity, sometimes I like to look on um, parental websites <laughs> to see what is in <laughs> in films before that before I see them, and I don't go crazy in depth because I don't want spoilers. But I had to like see what some people had written about Jackass. And this one website I went to said it, it is the most depraved film <laughs> they have seen in maybe like forever, which made me laugh out loud. Um, I'm so, I again a fan of this franchise. I want to see this movie. It's, it's one that I was scared to watch in theaters this weekend, opening weekend because of the crowd. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I would have to deal with a pesky bro crowd or um, maybe perhaps someone lighting a joint and smoking <laughs> up, which is, which is great, but I don't necessarily want to be in that kind of crowd when I'm seeing, I guess this is the movie to do it though. True. Um, how was your crowd? Kind of what you predicted. It was 
No joke. Uh, I would say for the the theater, I would I would say it's at least a third full to a half, a third to a half. So a pretty good audience size. And I mean, you ended up you you could smell that a few were lighting up and no way. Or, I'm serious. Or or they I had, love it. Or, they, or had, they, they had already done it. Or yeah, exactly. Sorry, the the one theater I know the theater that you went to to see this, mm-hmm. and that's the one theater when we saw Prometheus. <laughs> there was like three other people in the theater, and all of a sudden, I just smelled marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of what was going on here. But there's they weren't. Uh, I, I wouldn't say they weren't over the top, except for one guy in the front. But he was fine in the very beginning. Like, oh boy, this could be trouble. Because he was talking back to the screen. And oh. <laughs> like when Johnny Knoxville, he introduces the movie and he's like, hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. And the guy's like, hi, Johnny. He was doing that crap. <laughs> so he's stoned out of his mind. Yeah. But he, he eventually like tapered off, but he did have a few funny lines of commentary because, I mean, no joke, there is one and it's a prank. But it's one of those in which Johnny Knoxville brings back his bad grandpa oh, uh, yeah. character. And there, there was a, a joke in this that had me laughing, no joke, until I was doubled over in tears. <laughs> I was crying with laughter. It was that funny. Also, the theater had a good reaction because most people were laughing too. But it was also the kind where you like have to look away at times because there I will not reveal what this gag is, but if you are very uninterested and, or things could offend you mute for the next 30 seconds, because I will get into a gag that literally had my, my stomach churning. And there is a guy who presses his peen as flat as a pancake. I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. He literally, it, there is a contraption and he shows this and everyone had an audible reaction. Unbelievable. Like after that, I, I was, there's a shot of Johnny and this is it. I won't say anything else about this gag except for there's a shot of Johnny where Johnny's <laughs> looking and his mouth is wide open in astonishment. Like Johnny Knoxville is surprised. Oh my goodness. I felt the same way, not only through this gag, but for most of the movie where I was surprised, like one, how are these guys alive Two, How is it that they're able to perform functions with their bodies. Just with, normal day-to-day functions. Yeah. Like, how are you still functioning as a human being? I will say, though, I had a blast. The movie is a little over an hour and a half. I laughed almost throughout the entire thing from start to finish. If it's not your thing, if this is too outrageous, too vulgar, I mean, you know that before going in. The thing that made this fun is, honestly, I wish this is this is going to sound kind of strange, I wish I could have seen this with you because this is a movie like while you're watching it, it's like, as you've described, Johnny and the gang, they got their best friends together and they're like, you know, it's one last ride. 
we're going to do this because our time's limited. We can't keep doing this crap. And it felt like that. It felt like they were going out with the bang, but they had fun. Like this is one of those things that you just had fun seeing how much fun they were having, even though they were putting each other through excruciating pain. <laughs> Do you think anyone saw this movie and then went home and did the dick trick thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see a few people, especially those leaving the theater I was in, where they're like, hey, let's give this a go. Just like, <laughs> try it. I'm now sure my- it happened. I'm sure it does. My big question is they finally have female cast members. Mm-hmm. Are they involved in it a lot? And then are they are they up to the task of like, because these dudes are disgusting. You yeah. know what I mean? I found a lot of a, a lot of those cast members um in it sparingly. And it was also interesting, like the commentary uh, that they brought, they also would end up doing some of these gags and they had a stronger stomach and stamina than any of the guys involved. Mm. And I found that to be, especially Steve-O like there is one point where he's put through something and he immediately is like out. And the other fun thing is that they incorporate elements of game shows in this where they've got like three people performing these things. And it's like, if you do this, then you're out. And they really capitalized on that. And Knoxville became kind of like a game show host That's during good. some of this. There were several gags that Knoxville did, including the bull one, where you're just like stunned like everyone else. And it's like, wait, is he dead? And you're you're seriously wondering if Knoxville's okay. Like you see him on the press junkets and promoting the movie at wrestling events, things like that. But you're actually throughout the entire movie, you're concerned for them. But it's not there. It never reaches a point where you're like, oh wow, this is weird. Like, should I be laughing? But I mean, if it's your thing, you're gonna enjoy it. So I'm now really anxious to hear what you have to say about the movie. But now I'm curious, would you take your wife, Lexi, with you to go see this? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Man, well, I'm excited to see it. I'm the uh, Honestly, if you want to market this movie, I think the dick thing is the biggest hook I've had so far. Because <laughs> I'm like, what is it? <laughs> and I want to know. I mean, I want to know who it is, but I, I'm going to let that be a surprise. Oh, my goodness. I just, it actually makes my stomach still thinking about <laughs> God. it churn oh now i'm scared to watch it oh boy okay i'll i'll try to i'll try to see it maybe this week and um yeah let's hope i don't go home and try that <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is so this weekend we have death on the nile just as a, a refresher i i said 64 you said 67 uh i think there's what like 40 reviews up so far and it's sitting at 71%, 71, 72. So good news for you. If it, if it holds, you're going to get a point. I but need this there's one. A, there's a lot of time for that to sink like a stone, baby. Uh, and then uh, also coming out this month, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Blacklight, which I'm getting more hyped for, which is also <laughs> this weekend. Now, two movies that we forgot to do. They slipped our minds, apparently. Uncharted with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg and then Channing Tatum's co-directorial debut dog 
Which I had no idea. Which of these would you like to predict first? How about dog? D-O-G? Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go first? And then we can alternate. You got to get back in this game. Yeah, I've I've got mine written down, but I'm curious what you're going to say. People tend to to like Channing Tatum. I'm going to say 83%. Wow. Okay. And all right. So while you were talking about that, I was pulling out Marley and me. Oh, goodness. But this isn't going to be like Marley and me. True. I, yeah. Uh, Marley and me got 63% from critics. All right. You said 81%? 83. 83. Okay. Um, I'm not too far off from you, but I am going under you. With 75%. Mm. Which interesting, and, and I had this written down before looking at Marley and me. 75% is what the audience went with for Marley and me. I need I need that to be a little lower. I need that to be a C grade for me to get this right. Now Uncharted. Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg. You go first on this one. This one, I don't know what to expect because I think the trailers for this are awful. I think this movie <laughs> yes. looks terrible. Yeah. And that's the thing. I I am worried about this in a lot of different ways because like you said the trailers don't look that great. Um video game movies typically don't do so hot and then Chaos Walking Tom Holland's movie that came out before um Spider-Man got 21% by critics. Um, I haven't looked up any like video game like Prince of Persia. I know all those tanked, but I have, and I think it's a little high, but I'm saying 65%. Oh boy. So this was directed by Ruben Fleischer. Yeah. Who did Zombieland and Venom among several things. I'm going way low. I'm going to say 37%. Wow. See, I don't think... I think that's being a little generous, too. I I do think it's going to be, like, very mid-range, but 37. 37. Locked in at 37. Uh, You know, I pulled up Zombieland. That got 89%. Talking about Zombieland 1. 89%. Zombieland Double Tap got 68%. Well, and, that's higher than I would have guessed. Yeah, and and Ruben did did both of those. Did and, you like that? I didn't even think the first Zombie Lane was that good. I I like Zombie Lane, but the second one, Double Tap, I'm like, yes, I just didn't really. I wasn't a huge fan. But yeah, I I mean, I think I think it'll be mid range. But all right, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I've got Uncharted. You might have Uncharted. I don't want to gloat about it because pride cometh before, yeah, pride cometh before the fall. So don't get <laughs> like too you, you started it and then stopped and just, and just goes, yeah. Yeah, I had to think about it. I'm like, yeah, that's the correct phrase. <laughs> I think that's right. Uh, so Blacklight though, are you getting stoked for that? 
Yes, I've I'm I'm just you know we were talking about this before recording but there's something about comfort food movies right now that I'm kind of in the mood for and it won't last for long but I I think Blacklight will scratch that itch that I need right now for some more comfort movies. So yeah. I mean I I think I need to see it cuz the tagline is they're going to need more men. <laughs> they're going to need more men. Oh wow. I have no idea what that means because I don't know the plot for this. And that's kind of exciting. Uh, you know, I am totally in the dark about Blacklight. I don't know anything. I'm not, I've not seen any previews. The only thing I have seen related to this movie is the poster. Well, it's like a taken four poster, basically. It's actually, I thought when I saw the poster for the first time and saw Blacklight, that is this taken four, like the the sequel we didn't know we were getting. I would love to see if they put Liam Neeson in a similar role that Denzel was in for the movie Out of Time. They throw him like a Hawaiian shirt. He's kind of out of his element. Make it sci-fi. Make Yeah, just do something that's kind of along the lines, but just different. Totally different. Why is he different. not doing that? Why is he not branching out into, you know, it's the action genre, but it's also bleeding into like a sci-fi or a time travel thing. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? Uh, yeah. Honestly, we should write a script and a pitch, pitch that and say, imagine the last 10, 10 Liam Neeson movies you've seen, but we throw in sci-fi, Hawaiian shirts, and... <laughs> Imagine he's like Denzel from out of time. What do you think? Now, my my thing is, if he's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt, fit it a little better than out of time. Because I don't think Denzel necessarily looked that cool in, in that movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, now I kind of want to go back and rewatch that. But I want to say that the shirt was not that great. But well, keep in mind, this is 2003. I think the style was a little different. Sure. Yeah. A little bit different. So maybe we just got to tighten it up again. It's like a we need a slim fit tee. I where they went wrong, they got Carl Franklin to do that over um, Tony Scott. Yeah, I was gonna say this, that I would have totally thought that this was Tony Scott, and it's not. It's uh, Carl Franklin, um, which is interesting because I thought for sure that was a Tony Scott film, but uh, Franklin did uh, looking at his. Uh, his list right now, he's done a lot of TV from The Leftovers, Bloodline, Homeland, House of Cards. He was a guest star in Alf. Wow, he did do The Leftovers. I have been dying to rewatch that again. I don't know if it's the state of the world. Oh. I'm in a dark place mentally, but I need to rewatch that because it's just the absolute best HBO series. Did you say recently you wanted to you were wanting to rewatch Watchmen? Kind of, that, yeah. Was that you that said that, or did somebody else text me that? Because I, oh, I'm wanting to watch that too. I, I talked about that, and I think it's because of Yaya. I just want, like, leading up to Ambulance, I've been kind of on a Yaya kick. Man, Ambulance is going to rule. I'm pumped for that. Now, talk about an action movie I'm pumped for. You know, I'm not expecting much, but the two leads with Yaya and Jakey G. Uh, head to head, I'm I'm pumped for that. That's got to be like a cool buddy heist movie. So I'm I mean, there you for know, it. You know they're going to look amazing. And you know what's exciting about Jake Gyllenhaal? He's in the new Guy Ritchie movie. They're shooting it. I don't. <laughs> I think right now. Well, I'm I'm excited for Death on the Nile this weekend. 
So that way you'll be able to do Death in, on the Nile in the theater and then Marry Me on Peacock at home. That's next weekend, though. Oh, it's yeah, this weekend for, for Valentine's real? Day. Marry Me is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we we probably will do that then. <laughs> <laughs> we Yeah, we've got three movies with uh, that and then those two and then Blacklight. I, I honestly didn't know that was coming out. Yeah. 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 We're going to, we're going to have to watch that. Even my wife though is like, this looks terrible. I mean, it looks like your typical JLo movie that, you know, your, your rom-com feel good, but I don't know. It might be kind of humorous because of Owen Wilson. Yeah. Luke Wilson again. I don't know why I keep doing that. Which funny, he's uh, coming out. Luke Wilson is going to be in the new Bruce Willis movie. Is it Gasoline Alley? I think it is Gasoline Alley. <laughs> and that's coming out like in like two weeks. Maybe it's this weekend. Yeah, he's got something uh, every weekend, it seems. Bruce Willis owning the Razzies this year, as you said. I mean, you know, it's insane when an actor gets an entire category of his terrible films from <laughs> one year. You know what I mean? You know what pisses me off too? And this actually, it doesn't actually make me mad because who cares? But how did Ben Affleck get nominated for Worst Supporting Actor for The Last Duel? I Yeah. He's freaking awesome in that movie. I don't get it. That's honestly insulting. Yeah. I mean, is it because of his look? Are they going... Well, Matt Damon looks like a maniac in it too. If yeah. that's what they based it on, it's stupid. I mean... He's just like this over-the-top horn dog. I thought all the acting in it was um, was good, but yeah, that movie is awesome. Yeah, I actually I, I've been waiting for some bonus features to drop because I'd love to see the collaboration between Affleck and Damon in terms of writing and ju them just talking about behind the scenes and because I've seen some of the behind the scenes, but overall, I, yeah, that movie is not deserving of Razzies. Well, speaking of Razzies, we've also got the Oscar nominations coming up soon. So on our next recording, we'll talk about those nominations and which ones we've seen. And until next time, keep watching.